Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I am your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up, podcast people? What's up? Let's go, podcast people. How we doing? How we doing? Man, hopefully you guys are good and full of God's grace. Hopefully. Can I get an amen? Um, holy cow, happy October. It, it's October. You believe that? It seems like this year is flying by. I know I've I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it feels that that sounds like something you know old people say. Ah, oh, this 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 year is just flying by, but it is, it is. So let let's talk about October for a minute, okay? Because I love October. There there's one main reason, but I just I love October because of Halloween. I said it, I said it. Now I know that many of you guys are thinking that I love Halloween because I get to dress up. And although I did a pretty amazing job of looking like Joe Dirt one year, that is not the reason I love Halloween. Squirrel, if you don't know who Joe Dirt is, then shame on you. What are you doing? Come on. Google it. All right. Like, watch the movie. Google it. Just pull up a picture. Okay. Because it'll make you laugh. Like, it's it's comical. Um but seriously, I did such a good job of looking like Joe Dirt that dressing up like him, it it actually fit me like a glove. Like the outfit, it just worked. Uh, I have a, a mullet wig. Um, I, I mean, it like a glove. So yeah, like I can pull off a Joe Dirt costume like nobody's business. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, done chasing that squirrel. Back to Halloween. Now, I love Halloween because, really because of the neighborhood that I live in. My neighborhood, it, it's pretty big, but there are a ton of kids. Um, but there's also like a ton of other kids that come from outside the neighborhood. So not only is this neighborhood jam-packed with kids that love to go trick-or-treating, but other people bring, like other people outside the neighborhood, they bring their kids to walk the streets and yeah, so it, my neighborhood is really, really fun. My house is actually on kind of the main drag in the neighborhood, or the hood, as we call it. Um, and honestly, like here, like on the main drag, like we have so many trick-or-treaters that most of the people on my street, they just kind of set up shop in the driveway. Like, it's almost like a block party. I, I love it. I love it. And then we're going to do the the whole uh, joyologist. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Uh, but honestly, like, everybody stays outside. Um, most people usually have a beverage in hand. <laughs> um, but everybody brings out, you know, their, their most comfy chair, and they keep the candy out with them. And everybody just kind of, you know, like I said, they set up shop right there in the driveway. And the kids, like, oh, my goodness, the kids come in droves. 
I mean, okay, so there was this one year that a pickup truck, it was pulling a trailer. And not only was the back of the truck full of kids, but so was the trailer. So this truck, it was coming up the, the road and literally stopped right in front of my house. And as soon as that truck stopped... These kids, like from the back of the truck, from the trailer, they got out and they ran like crazy ants all over the place. Like they were, you know, just, I mean, hightailing it from one house to the next. So um, actually thinking thinking back on that, I think this was the year I ran out of candy and I had to go to my kitchen, actually went to my pantry searching for things to hand out since, I mean, I felt really bad. I didn't buy enough candy. I didn't know that there was going to be half of Greenville County coming through the yard. Um, so anyway, I ended up, when I was going through my pantry, I ended up giving out stuff like Pop-Tarts. Um, I think I gave like a I started putting graham crackers in, uh, like, little Ziploc bags. Um, I'm sure, like, they probably get home and the parents were like, no, no, we're we're throwing that away. Like, somebody put a couple graham crackers in a Ziploc bag. Nope, we're going to throw it away. So, I don't know. But, honestly, I was just trying to hand out anything other than a can of beans. So, I, I thought I was doing good. So, yeah. Uh, Halloween. Man, Halloween in my hood is, it's great. And I love seeing the kids excited and they're all dressed up and they're running from house to house. And I don't know, it's just a, it's a really fun evening. But there's, here we go. Here we go with the big booty Judy. I have noticed myself turning into that older person <laughs> that, uh, whether it's older man, older woman, they kind of, you know, like when you have some older kids come and, and they've got, you know, they're holding out their pillowcases for you to put candy in it. Uh, yeah, they've got either very little costume, like they, you know, they just didn't put a lot of effort into it. Um, or, you know, like, you know, like they, they just basically like went to Walmart, bought a mask, and then they're like, yeah, we're going to go get some candy. So I, I get a little... I get a little perturbed with those kids because, um, I mean, seriously, like, come on. If you can get a job, then you need to be buying your own candy, okay? Okay? All right, go get your own candy corn, okay? So this, this whole idea of being too old for Halloween, honestly, it got me to thinking, when do you know that you've outgrown something? Like, in my mind, yes, these kids know that they're too old for Halloween. Like, they, they don't even, they don't get into the excitement, the costume. Like, they, they don't get it. They're just going, hey, man, give me some free candy and let me be on my way. But, you know, for us as adults and Christians, how do you know when you've outgrown something? And I'm not talking about clothes, okay? <laughs> like, that's easy. When they don't fit, you go and you buy ones that do. And yeah, we could definitely chase some squirrels with that comment uh, about what I've seen some young ladies wearing these days. Man, I, holy smoke, I'm turning into that old woman. I'm going to be that old woman. Okay, no, I'm not going to fight it. Fight it, fight it. Uh, But anyway, when do you know that you've outgrown something a little more abstract, like uh, an event, like if we're talking about Halloween, or a relationship? Like, how do you know that you've outgrown a relationship? Like, are there telltale signs? Like, is there, I don't know, is there something that you just you just know? Well, I got to thinking about this, and honestly, I think the easiest way to answer that is when there's no longer any value gained. 
or like the, the thing or the person is actually a detriment to your growth. So when, when you're not giving value or getting value or, you know, when that thing or the person that you've outgrown, like if they're a detriment to your growth, I think that is, for me, it makes sense that that's kind of the telltale sign like, hey, I've outgrown this area or I've outgrown this relationship or I've outgrown, you know, thinking like this or doing this or acting like this. Um, but really, I mean, maybe I was going to say I think you'd be surprised, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're not surprised to see how many people stay in the same place, even if it's a detriment to their growth, just because of comfortability. And I, I think that's huge, right? So in Second Corinthians chapter 1, we see Paul call God the God of comfort. But he goes on to say that the only reason God can comfort us is because of his afflictions. And these are afflictions that he chose, right? So he chose these these afflictions so that he could be fully man and identify with every thought, every need, every struggle, every strife that we could have as as humans. So... um, you know, you read that and you're like, man, you see it. It becomes really clear that God is only a God of comfort because he also knows more than anyone the pain that we may experience in this life. Um, and again, I'm in Second Corinthians uh, chapter 1, but really, like, if you get a chance, go back and read uh, verses 3 through 7. They're, they're really good when it comes to making this point. So... What is this? What does all this have to do with knowing if you've outgrown something? Well, I guess a better question is how comfortable are you in each area of your life? Mm, right? Stepping on some toes. Yeah, stepping on some toes. Uh, we've all heard it said. I know that you guys have heard it said before, but it, it we hear it all the time because it bears so much truth. This is what we've heard. You grow during the phases in our life when we're uncomfortable. I mean, we've all heard that. Like, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not going to grow. And, you know, you're not going to grow if you're staying in the same place and you're staying staying stagnant. Like, that's that's not growth. And I think we all realize that growing is hard. Like, it's it's tough. Like, it is sometimes pretty painful. Um, But being uncomfortable, it it, it is hard. Like, let's, let's, let's not skirt around the issue. But... It is worth it in the end if we choose to realign our dependence on Jesus. And honestly, I think the whole dependence thing, that's the part that really gets me. Because for me, I want to be self-sufficient, which means I am not dependent on anything or anyone. But if I am going to live this life chasing Jesus, I'm just telling you right now, I better learn how to get dependent on him. And and only him, right? Like I have, I've been dependent on all the wrong things. I've been dependent on people, on titles, like whether it's a job title or what, whatever. I mean, titles can go through all kinds of stuff. Um, I've been dependent on money, like you name it. I I have been dependent on just about anything this world could offer up, and. I mean, probably I'm in the same boat as you, probably, if we're all being honest, like all of those things, they've all, for me, they've all let me down. 
Like none of those things have ever lived up to what I wanted them to be in my life. They were not stable. Um, they, they didn't do anything for my identity long term. And honestly, it's because none of those things were designed to sustain me. And because I'm a little bit hard-headed, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I was dependent on some of those things until they were gone. And when they were gone for whatever reason, whether, um, you know, God removed it or situations removed it or, or whatever, when those things were gone, those things that I was too dependent on, man, I, I was a complete mess. And like, really, if you want to know if you have an unhealthy dependency on something, just remove it from your life for a month. <laughs> Heck, you may only need a week. And if your identity is shaken and you feel like you can't function without it, man, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but but you're dependent on that thing. Whatever that thing is, it could be a person, but whatever that is, you're dependent on that. So for me, I have to reshape my thinking so that dependency, I want to be able to see that as a good thing as long as it rests on Jesus, Right? Because if I'm dependent on things of this world, of course. I mean, that that's those things like we just talked about. I've never had, um, and even the best people, and even, you know, jobs that I love, and even, you know, money. Money can buy a lot of things, but, man, it, it just, you know, the old saying, money can't buy happiness. Um, it, it can buy a lot of things, and it can make you happy, uh, but it can't sustain you. None of those things were designed to sustain you. All of those things will eventually let you down. They will disappoint you. They'll leave you. Um, just, again, like being disappointed in something that you've put your dependence in or on. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot. So, um, for me, again, I have to, to reshape my thinking. So, I want to, in my mind, I want that... Like when I think about being dependent on something, I want it to be a good thing. Again, like we talked about, as long as that thing rests on Jesus. So my question for you this week is, have you outgrown something, but you continue to do it anyway because it's comfortable? Um, And this can be anything. This could be your thought life. This could be the way that you speak. Um, This could be the way you carry yourself. This could be... Uh, you know, one of the fruit of the spirit that I struggle with is self-control, man. Like, haven't I outgrown, uh, the fact that there is a lack of self-control, man. Uh, but anyway, that, that's a, that's a whole nother episode. Um, but I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I tell these kids that are too old to come trick or treat and, uh, they walk up, I'm going to look at you and say to you the same thing I say to them, ain't you got anything better to do? Like, come on, like, really? This this is what you're going to do with your time. This is what you're going to do. Like, because at the end of the day, it's not going to add value uh, to you or to anything you do because you've outgrown it, right? So if if you've outgrown something, then it's time to move on. Leave it. Like, leave that in the rearview mirror. Uh, move on. And again, whether it's your thought life, whether it's your language, whether it's people, uh, whether it's certain things, you know, events that you do, um, man, if you've outgrown it, and you, you got bigger and better things to do. So so move on. Yeah. So don't do that thing just because it's what you've always done. 
Uh, and just because it's comfortable, because I think a lot of us, we end up staying in the same place and in certain areas in our life, we're stagnant because it's easy. But I'm just here to tell you, like, man, there, there's nothing easy about chasing Jesus in this messed up world. Um, is it good? Yeah. Is it worth it? Oh, man, yes. Is it beautiful? Yes. Is it hard? Yes. Is it jacked up? Yes. It's all of those things. But there's gonna gonna come a time where you're gonna outgrow something that you used to that you used to do, or maybe it used to be a part of of who you you are or who you were rather. Um, but when you outgrow that, d- don't be afraid. Uh, change is good. It's hard, but change is good. So, um, following Jesus, man, there is nothing more beautiful and sometimes more difficult than that, but it is so, so worth it. So, I hope this helps somebody this week, Um, and man, I I hope if you have outgrown something, that you have the boldness to step out and allow yourself to grow, and yeah, I mean, that's... That's what this is. We're, like, we're here to grow and we're here to, to be better today than we were yesterday. So allow yourself to do that. So, as always, oh my goodness, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it is, this is still a, man, what, what a blessing this is that I get to do this. Um, I have so much fun doing this and, and God has been so faithful and continues to give me messages and I'm thinking, all right, God, what are we going to talk about this week? He's like, I got you. I got you. Like I got to, I remember this is not your podcast this is my podcast. I'm like, mm, that's right. Let's go. So, um, as always, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for your support. Um, man, and I hope you guys have a good rest of the week and here is to spending the rest of the week all jacked up. Mm-hmm.